Again, and it feels so damn good. Sims uh, and Lefko on a Monday. So nice on a Monday. You feeling good? I am feeling good. What are you reading over there? Uh, I'm Didn't just, even know you could read. You uh, can't I even know, read. I know, just learning here. Um, I'm reading about, you know, a little bit about like the Julian Edelman stuff. Oh, that's kind of grinding your gears. Lately, well, no, huh? I mean, I guess what I'm an, I'm, a, I'm, I get a, a little like, again, I hope Julian Edelman's found clean. I don't want anybody like, I'm not here rooting against Julian Edelman. What I get annoyed about is just when I constantly read articles and then I look at comments or I look about people commenting on TV or whatever. The Julian Edelman cases. Well, if this substance isn't on the banned substance list, you know how can he be suspended? Because. Cheaters find ways to cheat the system and find new drugs. And I'm not calling Julian Edelman. I'm just saying the people who invent these drugs and other high-end sports figures, there's new chemicals, new drugs that can't be detected, whatever it may be. A la, like we talked about just before we came on, the Balco. Mm. Like a lot of that stuff, the NFL and drug testing companies were like, we don't know what these substances are until they found Balco and got to go inside and go, oh, these are the things we were seeing on the drug test that we couldn't figure out. So, again, I hope he's not guilty. I don't see a lot of those comments for other NFL players. No, I don't. It's, of course, a little bit the New England Mafia, and that's I the way so, they too. always are going to do it, certainly. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to see where that case that case goes. I'm, I am, too. Apparently, he was trying to do the they didn't handle it properly. Right, which goes on in every – you know, I was yeah, a player rep. It goes on in every one, which you can always find a way they mishandled it. You know, did you they didn't, they didn't sh- did they ask you to see your driver's license? Because they're supposed to see your driver's license mm. every time. And you can find little things always. Those were things as a player rep that I always argued for my players who got sure. in trouble where, well – we have to follow exact protocol. Right. This is the issue with the NFL, in my opinion. You know, with the players, exact protocol. NFL, uh, we can kind of be like eighty percent protocol, and it's all good. Yeah, and that used to drive me crazy. Well, something in the NFL drove me crazy. We're going to get into Jameis Winston. We have show Sims the internet. A lot of stuff going on the internet that hmm. I don't think you've seen yet. Three really good whoa big off seasons. Some out of left go fields. Big show. Big show. Feeling good. Uh, Odell still doesn't have a contract. Odell still sitting in the studio with us. Camp opens up July 25th, I believe. I believe so. So the 28th is I'm saying the day he gets so it. We're officially getting Sims' the 28th. Prediction. The July July 28th is the day Odell Beckham Jr. So Sims is going July 28th. I want to say that, unfortunately, uh, Alex, Greg Casey, Chiefs, Tom Morrison, Evan Isaacs, Chris Smith, Jeremiah Lopez, John Mara, Chris, John Mara, John Mara. Chris B., Charlie Wilson, your time has all passed. Rod Simba guessed June 27th, so we'll see if he's right. John Mara commented, I finally sacked up and paid the man. <laughs> John, really unfortunately, you didn't. I am sorry. Uh, Chris Smith also. So uh, he described himself as a spleen taker. Ooh. So they are not in the right side. Uh, we, you said farewell to your spleen. Right. And now we're saying farewell to Gene. Okay. I was going to say the one other thing, too, with Odell. Like, what does he do here? Yeah, because he can't go right. and then leave. Mm-hmm. So he's got about a month to figure this out. Yeah. It's easy. Don't he, show up. No. I mean, he's already blown it once. If he wants to blow it up again, I mean, that's fine. I mean, again, like, he blew it last year. He blew it. 
they started out 0-4, if they started out 0-4 without Odell Beckham Jr., they would have gone, here's $25 billion in cash. Please mm. come back. But he blew that opportunity. He's got to do it. It stinks, but it's his only chance. Someone needs Sorry. to tell Odell that we're looking out for him. Yeah, I know. I know. Do not play. Yeah. Don't go out there. Yeah. So you can't even do individual drills and then sit out team no, drills? No, because once he leaves, or, or he could do that. He could be a pain in their ass the whole time he's there, too. He could be like, oh, I don't... You know, he could... All right, yeah. well, you know the Giants. What right. would be the best way to handle the Giants? Go there and kind of be a pain in the ass or not show up at all after showing up? Mm. I think he's going to go. I think he's going. I think so, too. I think maybe the best way to do with the Giants is go and don't partake. In, in team drills. Anything team-wise. Don't go, play go in preseason. Go to the meetings, right. do the one-on-one right. drills. Season comes and they still haven't given you a contract, you go. Go to the game. Oh, coach, it's week one, my hammy's tight. Yeah. Can't play today. Because that's my thing. Is that's Odell we'll has been the perfect soldier, in my opinion. He has. Throughout this entire offseason, other than that one four-second clip that wasn't even from this offseason. Right. And, yeah, just don't go. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Gene. You talk about someone coming back after a few games. Yeah. Gene Steratore was the image of the NFL after the referee strike. He goes out for that Thursday night game, tips his cap like the Italian mobster he you is. You do the greatest impression of him. What do you mean? Just to how you got his mannerisms down. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Okay. And when he bada gives bing, the first down, and he does all hey, that. Yeah, exactly. Way. You yeah. got it down. That's what he does. <laughs> he does, Like when he had the little index card right. last year, the funniest thing he put, he goes, I mean, it's an index card. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He, he's like a guy, like if you went to a hostess table in an Italian restaurant, he'd be like, you didn't make a reservation? I, I see. You ain't coming. Exactly. <laughs> right. I feel like he was like I grew up with like 90 of him in North Jersey. Now, he was always your favorite ref. He was always. Is my favorite. So there was kind of an exodus in refs, right. and that's where I wanted to start off with. Mm-hmm. Ed Hockley and Jeff Triplett left months ago. Yeah. Terry McCauley and Gene Steratore both left over the weekend. Yeah. We lost four refs, four of the biggest name refs. Right. I don't know if it's an exodus. I also think people don't realize it's a lot better to be the ref in the booth where you're, you're never wrong than the guy on the field. Right. You know? Yes. But... Gene, I just I know that he was your favorite. I'm curious if you had any good Gene Steratore stories for us. I want to get him on the show. Oh, I know. We'll try to get him on the show. Uh, I don't know if I have any great stories for you other than just Gene. He was just... I really felt like when I was with Gene, he was looking out for the be- the betterment of the players. You could talk to him like a man. He was going to talk to you like a man. Um, and I really didn't feel like he was he was going to be respectful to our team, their team, whatever it may be. He just had a great way about him. Where I always felt good when Gene Serratore was uh, refing a game. I, mean, I feel like people said he was like a Patriots homer, and I never felt that way. I mean, the Patriots have become the argument. For For everything everything this way. I mean, my dad literally goes around the country, and I'm with him at times, and everybody goes, you're a Patriot, Homer. All you do is root for the Patriots. And then we go to Boston, and everybody goes, you hate the Patriots. So, I I don't know. Who knows? I think what's interesting is apparently ESPN or NBC was going to interview Cleet Blakeman, and the the NFL almost lost him, too. But then uh, NFL pushed for them to hire uh, Triplett. Huh. And so they saved another guy. Wow. But are you, just as a player, like, these are some of the biggest names that are the most reliable guys that do Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Uh, Is this bigger than just trying to get TV money? 
Yeah, I think this is about the refs have probably had a little bit of the world of being under the microscope. I think guys like, you know, uh, Terry McCauley or Steratore are like, I'm about to be 60. Like, I'm not going to sit here and just be, you know, shit on all every week because I missed one holding call in the second quarter or something like that. I think there's a little bit of them that have just had enough. Uh, and, you know, I don't know where they are financially, but I, I would think that's the biggest reason. What about the Fucking fact that go they to had, TV. What about the fact that they had that new guy running the reviews. What was his name again last year? I mean, Ron. Uh, I mean, um, I'm blanking on the... the re- but the fact that some guy... Al Riveron. Yeah, the, yes. the guy that wasn't actually a ref was the one changing all their calls. I just... it To me, it smells more than just people clinging for TV jobs. It feels like an exodus of referees. Well, it's an easy like, thing are we to have do. A, are, is it going to be worse referees next year? It, it has to be. I would think so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, your Gene Steratore, okay, yeah, I don't have to travel all over the country yeah. every week, get you know ridiculed publicly. They see uh, how loved Pereira is. Right, and then they go on TV. It's an easy job and you just talk about the rules of the game and there's no pressure, I, I think that's really the angle they're looking for. I didn't know that about the other aspect, though. That's that's yeah, interesting. Kevin Seifert of ESPN.com said, Cleet Blakeman auditioned for NBC. ESPN hired Triplet. Maybe uh, Blakeman would have gotten one of the three recently filled gigs. Yeah, right. So Steratore will be on CBS, Macaulay on NBC. Um, Welcome to Gene Steratore's referee. When you come in, we don't care about holding. We care about pass interference and, of course, flag on the play. Would you like side of Parmesan? Thank you. Gene Steratore. Okay, I don't know. He's just so Italian. I, I know, but that sounded like Mexico. That was Italy? <laughs> I'm in the World Cup. I'm all over the place. Okay. Uh, that was how, not Italian. Remember how we said that we need to come up with a nickname for the Titans running back duo? Yes. And it comments on Arnold Schwarzenegger and DeVito. Right. Dan Mack hit me up with a good one. Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, the tight twins. Get it? The guess I get it. Yes, because of twins and they're the yeah. Titans. Yes, that's the Titans. It's pretty good. Okay. Do we formally accept it as their nickname? No, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Damn. I need to hear a few more. Uh, I got to let this brainstorm and fester a little in our brains. Yeah. We don't. We got till early September to come up with their nickname. Yes, we do. All right. Now it is time. I've been wanting to make this an official segment for a while. Show Sims the internet. Uh, I'm going to get this kind of queued up here. Sims, we're going to look at my computer and everyone out there. I'm really we'll share excited. It together. All right. First one. Oh, this is not the body one yet? No. Okay, so you know. I already told well, you, you told about me. It. I haven't looked at Saquon's body, but I'm, I right. cannot wait. Here is video of Odell Beckham Jr. dunking, showing his health. Ah! All right. First question. Is this... A 10-foot hoop. Is this a 10-foot hoop? I'm not sure about that. Mm. He's 5'11", and when he lands, it looks 10 feet. It does look. It's pretty close. Listen, I, yes, I would say so. Either way, I know he can dunk like that on a 10-foot hoop. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is one of the most explosive people there is. Yes. I mean, that's unbelievable. Uh, I'd like to see his jump shot because there was that video of that bad jump shot. I think shot he was messing around. He was I don't messing think that around. was real. I agree. All right, but impressive. Yes. You expected it. What do you think? Oh, I expected it. That's This is, yeah, I mean... This is like, 
these are like what NFL athletes, like a special receiver or DB, these are the kind of things that I've seen before. Um, where this, like, just as far as whatever we want to argue, what the greatest athletes in the world are. Sure. Is it hand eye? Is it explosive ability? All that. The explosive ability aspect of the wide receiver and the DB, yes, they could win dunk competitions. Was it Josh or Luke? It was Luke McCown. Right, tell the Luke McCown yes. story. Were you in practice? Training got- camp. Training camp Orlando. We used to do training camp at the Wild World of Sports in Disney, right? We fucking prayed for, prayed for rain every day, okay? Because it, it was 100 degrees and 100% humidity, <laughs> and we had two-a-days every day. And in Orlando, there was always a thunderstorm off in the distance, and it never came. And we were always like, please come. And then as soon as you'd see a lightning strike, this is the one thing I always loved about Derek Brooks, because he knew like the guys needed a rest. If we saw a lightning strike, Derek would run off the field. And if Derek ran off the field, everybody was running off the field. Sure, He was the boss. And the yeah. coaches weren't going to be like, no, Derek, come back. Playing lightning. Yeah, no, he's like, no, I'm out. He'd be like, oh, screw this, and he'd run. But so we go inside. That's a leader. Yeah, it's a leader. It is. It's knowing that the guys needed a little time. But we'd go inside to the basketball courts where they had these like huge AAU tournaments and things uh, when we used to be there. But we'd practice in the in the gym. And he wouldn't like, do a full practice, but like a walkthrough, right. jog type of thing, right? Get the plays, get some of those reps. And while we're waiting around, they're clearing out the gym, setting it up the way we want. A ball rolls There's out. Balls rolling around, right? A few guys are taking some jump shots and whatever, and I'm just sitting there because I'm like, damn, I'm tired. I'm just going to sit here and wait until we start this crap. And all of a sudden, yeah, ball rolls. I see Luke McCann, who I know is a good athlete and a good basketball player. but Louisiana Tech, right? Louisiana Tech. I haven't seen him in action yet. So he shoots a jump shot, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice little jump shot. But the next one, he shoots a jump shot, and he shoots it like 10 feet short. And I'm like, what? And he kind of does what Odell Beckham does right there. He bounces it, and he runs up and gets it and throws it between his legs, Vince Carter style, and dunks it. And if you want to think our team was tired, our team woke the fuck up right there. It was like, whoa, holy shit. Like, it was unbelievable. It's Not Luke a, McCown. It's a quarterback, and it's a white guy. It's and a it's double a whammy. brother. Right. It's a triple. And it wasn't like he did it and like Barely just snuck it. it over the rim. It was like it was like in the air, hang there for a second, and like wow, like it was unbelievable. And then everybody was like, "Whoa, do it something else!" Yeah, and it just I, became a Luke McCown dunk fest. He was, I mean, yeah, he's phenomenal. He was like Luke. I'm going to say is like six two or three. So all the McCown brothers can ball. Oh yeah, they're phenomenal athletes. Like phenomenal. Like wow. Luke was a four five. So Chris and Matt versus uh, Josh and Luke. You guys are getting your ass. Kicked. Oh, yeah, because Matt's not going to hold up his end of the bargain. <laughs> Matt was an average basketball player. He can't mess with them. Someone sent me an article that the Pittsburgh Steelers were thinking about making Matt Sims their quarterback's coach. And then I looked, and it's spelled S-Y-M-M-E-S. Thank There's you. There's another guy. I had people texting me. <laughs> today. And I was like, where is this coming yeah, they're, they're, from? They're like, are we going to get good Steeler stories now that Matt's coaching quarterbacks? I, I was so, like, what? And then no, I, had, some I guy. was denying it to yeah. people, and they weren't believing me. They kept sending me texts asking, and I no. was like, listen, I don't know what you're hearing, but no way you shaped this. My there's my brother will not be working for the Steelers. I had to like just say it that way, and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I guess I believe you." S Y M M E S. Okay, so that's where that came from. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, Matt Sims. Okay, all right. Now another one for show. He Sims, would be a the good quarterback coach. Here is Tom Brady singing YouTube. All right. 
And it was obviously brought to you from TMZ. I like Tom, how he puts himself out there. Yeah, you like that? I mean, yeah. Tom is such a good guy. Again, what did you think of his voice? It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And I also do wonder, but I guess, listen, this is something maybe I can't comprehend because I'm not a superstar. I, I, I always look at those things and go, damn, you got to film yourself in the middle of the best song of you, too? What's weird is, is I was looking at Giselle and right. she's like broadcasting it live. Right. And I'm like, man, even Just like the super it. rich, famous people are like, I don't know if it's for your fans or your I family. I know. So maybe it is. And I understand they are trying to share it with their fans because people do intently follow them and all that. Tom is a great dude i know that no tom pe- being a youtube fan is so predictable uh, yeah okay it is it y- is yeah yes i, I don't understand. know like I, I i think tom's very well-rounded though i think tom's you think he listens to a little i think bit he of, knows hip-hop i think Nas he knows album? no but he knows all the good the mainstream songs whether whatever genre it is to me it's more proof that everyone thinks they're a good singer at a concert and then when you listen to those videos <laughs> it's later it's better yeah, me and my girlfriend have like an earth wind and fire where it's like da, 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 and like when we listen to the audio we cringe oh i bet it's the worst yes yeah but tom brady and giselle yeah that's they cool. actually like each other they definitely like each other and it, yeah you know again tom tom i like i've always said because i always am fighting this battle because i even pass people in new york street and they're like tom brady's awesome and like i'm like i know like i just that's <laughs> I, I have boston fans yell at me i know and they'll go he's the best quarterback and i'll go no he's third sorry or fourth i don't let them off on that one um fourth Sim yeah. seven, and they're like fourth. no fuck you he's first and i go no i know more than you he's fourth uh, uh, uh but so that's how it usually that's goes. usually how it goes but, great. But um, yes, he's a normal dude. And he's, I know just because of my Jersey friends that used to be friends with him or still are friends with yeah. him, I know they're not around him as much anymore, but they always used to rave about him. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go now. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Apparently, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't skip leg day. Legs and ass, what do you think of those hammies? Well, that's really good. I've seen Cristiano Ronaldo in person, though, from a distance. He's way smaller and skinnier than the muscle definition looks like on TV, right? Right. So he is ripped, like shredded wheat. I mean, he's got a nine-pack. He is like ripped from that standpoint um, and tremendous shape. But yeah, I don't like that. Like, I don't think he has the same muscle density as you know, like a, like a Saquon. We're gonna see in a few yes. minutes, right? Like Cristiano Ronaldo. What's his What's his measurements? I don't know, but I have this for you. Uh, the Grand Earl said Cristiano was clocked at twenty one point one miles per hour with the ball at his feet in the World Cup. Fournette was twenty two point oh five. I know that they're wearing pads, right? But and he's still- carrying a ball. That's different. There's, listen, you think uh, it's harder to run with a ball in your hand than dribbling a ball? Well, he's kicking it and then running after it as fast as he can, so he's not carrying it in between when he's getting clocked. He's, he does, he's not like They're guarding not, it with not his like feet. It's not like attached to his foot and he's going sideways 21 miles yeah, per hour. Yeah, but when Sorry. You, the ball's in your hand, you don't have to just change your stride at all. Well, if he kicks it out there far enough, he gets to open up and go. But you're also so. holding an object that's not letting you actually take advantage of running for him. Yeah. No race ever will Cristiano Ronaldo beat Leonard Fournette in. I can promise you that. Ever. Ever. Well, maybe when, like, Leonard's been hit nine million times. I'd like to race. Hey, George. All right, we're going to Saquon. Do not take this one full. I'll do this one in post. So I just, I want you to mainly focus on Sims's reaction here. Okay? He's, uh, just, I wanted to get a weight on Cristiano. I'm not getting it. I don't know. Yeah, he's 6'1". I just don't know the weight. I'd be interested to know that. All right, I'll but look it up ready. later. Don't worry. Are you ready? I am ready. I can't wait. My favorite ass and legs in the world right now. I have put three pictures 
of Saquon Barkley on the Simpson Lefko Instagram account wow. from the ESPN body issue. Yeah. They are the three pictures that I found to be the most impressive that really focus on the legs and ass. I don't care about his biceps. These are just I don't care him about or his somebody else too. Just him. Okay. I don't care about his back. I don't care about his ass. I know it has to be like, like big time because Woody the makeup girl was like in awe of it. She so. was like, it's sensational. Yeah, right. So, Sims, I now present to you uh, Saquon Barkley's Saquad Barkley. legs and ass. Let's say it. Damn. Holy shit. Holy shit. His hamstring muscle. Hold on. I got to pull that over to me a little bit. His hamstring <laughs> muscle. What the fuck? <laughs> Look at that thing. All right, you want to see another one? Man, that is unbelievable. That, to me, is the most impressive one. That's one of the most impressive hamstrings I've ever seen. Let me get it back on there. Hold on. One of the most impressive hamstrings I've ever seen. How about that one? Whoa. Whoa, big offseason. Man. Look how it's, like, connected to the middle of his body. It's just perfect. It's, like, truly, like, this is what you build if you were in a lab. Like, I want perfect human. Let's see the next one. Damn. (laughs) I mean, I mean, listen, his ass and legs are amazing. Look at his back. But the definition in his back and his body is just unbelievable. I mean, that's that's not a, even a Christmas tree on his back. That's like more intricate than a Christmas tree. He's got Christmas tree and decorations. So in all the locker rooms you've been and all the athletes you've been around, you've never seen Have you ever seen something like this? Yeah. I mean, Who I don't compares? know to this extent quite this like This one to me is the one. That's though. insane. Um I don't know if I've seen it to this extent. I, I guess this is where I would say I've seen body parts on a guy that are similar to that, but he's got every body part that's right. like that. Where I go, wow, like right, like Michael Pittman, okay, or Thomas Jones. When I played running, they played running back for the Bucks. Their upper body was like that, right, right, but they didn't have the ass and legs that were quite like that to look like that. That's sure. where he he goes into another level. Derek Brooks. He had an ass and legs like that. Really? But he didn't have the upper body like he does that's quite that dense and ripped like that. Yeah. So there's guys I've seen along the way. Brandon Marshall has some set of legs and ass on him. If I asked you, do you have more confidence now in Saquon after seeing that, do you? No, because my confidence is maxed out already. Are you going to go home, <laughs> like on your way home today on the train, you're just going to look at those pictures a little bit more? No, I probably at some point tonight, though, maybe after a tequila or something like that, I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot to show, I'm going to show my wife. I'm going to be like, you got to see this fucking Saquon Barkley. So after tequila, well, you I and mean, wife are going to relax some Saquon? <laughs> that sounded so weird. Uh, I didn't mean it like that. What I do just you think her reaction's like, going to be? Um, Here's what I want you to do. Okay, you Bring it up it? on the iPod, right. iPad, yeah. and then with your phone. Film yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I'd like to know her reaction. She'll, she'll, be, she'll be amazed. She'll be like, oh my gosh, is that real? Like, yeah. It's incredible. The, the hamstring one is... Out of the this first world. one, the first one, he looks like he has a rhinoceros like cage, like how they're like they have their protection armor around his hamstring. Oh, like it looks like he has per- like inside of his skin. Right. It's like here's this inside. We have armor around his hamstring. What's muscles. incredible about me? I don't know if people out there are like this. As someone that is not jacked, I still think that that is possible for me. Right. <laughs> it's like like not. I'm I'm like you know what? If I if that was my job, yeah. 
No, right. I don't think. But, this is the first body I've ever looked at where I was like, I, like when I saw Edelman, yeah. I was like, if I really tried. But Saquon, I go, there's, it's impossible. No, I've never it's, seen anything like it. It's impossible. You, you, I think, have great DNA. You could be like a jacked rip guy. I do think that. I, I don't just know don't you have, have the discipline. discipline. No. You don't. Definitely not. Sorry. I'm sweating right uh, now. <laughs> but, but the thing that I think would kill you about a Saquon that would really break your heart, and what breaks my heart when I've been around guys like this, what? is it's like, he... I'm not trying to say he's not a hard worker, but it's limited work that he has to do to look like that. I don't know, man. He's a hard Anyone worker. Anyone that's power cleaning for something, he's working he, at that. I'm saying if he was lifting weights once a week, he wouldn't be far off from there, and you'd go, damn, that's pretty unbelievable yeah. body. I think he's that gifted. Wow. Now, he works hard. That's incredible. And it gives it a little more of the striations and things like that yeah. that you see. Over, under, me and Joe were talking about this earlier, over, under 1,500 total yards for him this oh, season. Oh, I'm going over. Over. Yeah. Wow. I think he's going to be around the 18, 1900 mark. Wow. Yeah, I do. I think he's going to be like, a, it's going to be a year like we saw like rushing, Todd Gurley last year. Receiving. Right. Or, you know, 1300 rushing, six or 500 receiving. Wow. I think that's the type of year we're in store uh, for. Well, you don't see it? I think the big thing is Shermer's offense. Yeah. Which what I kind of, and I have a lot of faith in it right, too. Right. But I think sometimes we look at the left side of their offensive line. I don't want to make this about the Giants' offensive line again. Yeah. There's still holes in that offensive line. Sure. I still don't have faith in Eli. And I think that means a lot. Yeah, I get you. And we'll see what happens with Odell. All yep. right, we're going to stay with legs and ass. Let us go back to the computer screen. Deshaun Watson, do you notice anything there? He's wearing glasses. Well, screw the glasses. We're talking asses. Oh, well, yeah, he's got some badunka dunk there. I didn't know that Deshaun Watson had that. Oh, well, you know, if they're fast, they usually got badunka dunk, okay? <laughs> All right, so that's it for Deshaun but Watson. That, that's, that's, uh, was he in the body issue? No. Okay. No. That was just a random picture. I've been marveling at just how cool he looks in his uniform lately in OTAs when he's wearing the blue hoodie and he's I mean, he just got that like cool he can dress up in the uniform and looks good. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Last one. Um Are the glasses real though? I th- I don't know if they're Is real. Is everybody wearing glasses these days? Yeah, it makes you look smarter. Man. All right, so last one. I don't think it'll make me look smarter. Count the plates. Whoa. It's five plates. So that's two fifteen. Damn, who is that? Aaron Donald. Holy crap. This is what I'm amazed by. It's like closed grip bench almost. It's not even a wide grip. Damn. No pause. That's five plates? Five plates on each. Isn't that 495? 180, 270, 360, 360. Yeah, it's 450. It's four plus the bar. Yes, yeah, so it's forty-five. Four, so four ninety-five. Yeah, and he's doing it with like a t-shirt over his arms. Yes, I don't really understand what he's doing, and a pretty close grip bench too to wear. And then there was no pause. It was just like, oh, I'll bounce it off my chest and just keep going. Usually people are like, oh, yeah, and like need somebody to touch the bar a little. So four ninety-five for Aaron Donald. I mean, he's look. We're at a time. Where I think there's a number of guys in the NFL that have never existed before. I don't think an Aaron Donald has ever existed before. No. I don't think um, he's like it's it's like it's I like, don't think a Saquon has ever existed before. Oh, I would argue with Bo Jackson and people like that it existed. But I get what you're saying, and I think you're right. Like I they're think ahead Saquon's of their time. Improved. They're yeah. ahead of their time. You're right. You're right. Like uh, it's it's like we talked. I don't about, think we've ever had no. Odell. It's like we talk about Josh Allen. I said Josh Allen's the modern day Troy Aikman. This is the way they're made thirty yard, years down mm. the road. So, yeah, I get that. I think we're seeing that in a lot of sports. You know, that's my one of my arguments when I even talk about LeBron James like or Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, damn, there was no Dirk 
Nowitzki's or Kevin Durant in the NBA when Michael Jordan was playing. So the league is different. And yes, Aaron Donald is like what? He's your new age Warren Sapp. He's the Warren Sapp that likes to work out and have muscles. That's the thing. You know? is there's a number of guys in the NFL right now that are because of science and because of nutrition. Yeah. They're not resting on just talent. No, they're not. They've been raised in an environment because of the culture we are in our country right now. You're right. Where it's eighth grade, it's like, oh, we're getting specific now. And Did you see the video of LeBron James's kid trying to dunk? I watched his I didn't know he was 13. Daily. Right. I didn't know he was 13. I thought the kid was 16 or 17. My little boy watches him daily. That's what's incredible. Yeah. These kids are going to be celebrities I mean, before he, they even play. He loves him. He's all he's all in on LeBron's son already. All right. Well, that was something that actually followed Jameis Winston, and we're going to get to him now. Yeah. Jameis Winston was a guy that was famous for a very long time. He was famous in high school. He was famous when he went to college, uh, and famous Jameis uh, was lying at his anus. Uh, so. Something happened uh, a little bit ago where Winston was accused of groping a female... U- 2016, I believe, Uber right? driver, yes. right. He was with, we knew, Ronald Darby. Right. Ronald Darby came out and said we were in the car together. There was a third person. Right. The identity of that third person came out, and his name was Brandon Banks, former Vanderbilt f- uh, football player who is in prison for rape. Yes. So that was the third member. Right. The other detail that came out was that Jameis was not in the same car, that he was put into a separate car, and that all of their stories fell apart. No, and their stories, it sounded like they were all in the car together earlier that night, and they yes. tried to act like the late night car ride was that one, which right. it doesn't sound like it was. And so when that information came out, the NFL went, well, you're all lying. Right. Jameis, you're suspended for three games. Right. Um, it's been an up and down ride for Jameis Winston thus far, mm-hmm. and it's happening right around contract negotiation time. Yeah. They still have that fifth year option would mm-hmm. be for the year afterwards, which would be about $20 million. And this is typically where you would negotiate a long-term deal. Yeah. You know this franchise. You know the McKays. What are you doing with Jameis Winston right now? The Glazers. Excuse me. Yes. The Glazers. Yeah. Um, Thinking of Atlanta. No, I think the Glazer family is probably, I, knowing them, they're probably disgusted right now to a degree. They really are. I, I, they're, they're such good people. They don't want this type of stigma on their franchise mm. or being associated with it. Uh, this definitely hurts the future of James Winston and Tampa Bay. And, you know, the fifth-year option, have they... Officially, I don't think it's. I don't think yet. they have yet, so they can at this point. You cannot do it. They, they, I, I think they may have extended it. Have they? I'm, I'm going not to 100. Please do, because I'm not even sure about that either. I thought they maybe did too, which makes this thing very complicated as well. Um, yeah, they picked it up in April. Yeah, that's what I thought. So then they, that makes it complicated too, because of the the simple fact that it's guaranteed now, right? There's I no, actually think that makes it better for them. I think the fact that it happened in April, mm-hmm. they could say, "Oh, you guys knew this," but you could the, the team could yeah, go, they can rescind it yeah, up until the lead, start of the next league year. So they yeah. can do that, and this would certainly and they be the type of offense. This year goes. Right? They could this certainly be the type of offense that is a rescindable fifth year contract option offense. The problem is here is it's just a pattern, right? And I, I, I can't really defend Jameis Winston on this subject anymore. It, it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's just been too much smoke. And added to the fact that we're hearing that there might have been an even, and this is allegedly, okay, so, but we're hearing that there might have even been another sexual assault case before the one at Florida State that had originally been swept under the rugs, we're hearing, because there's going to be this report that comes out. But I think the main thing is this, you know, the... 
the Uber driver does not look like she's doing this for any personal gain. Right. She's went through all the appropriate channels without calling the police for a long, long time in this certain matter. So um, I, I don't look at this as a certain th- – it does not have the appearance of me of somebody's trying to make a name for themselves or yeah. just out to get somebody because they're famous. No, I think this is legitimately happened. This is another female – Exactly. It's, yeah. Right. So there's there's just too many instances right now for Jameis Winston where I'm disappointed because I've been a defender of him. Yeah. And uh, I didn't judge too critically about the Florida State incident. And this makes me rethink all of it. And I give him none of the benefit of the doubt from here on out. Uh, so I was curious. I was like, I feel like I've talked about this before. After week nine, the Monday after week nine, uh, this is what I said. saying? I was wrong, and I don't think he's the guy anymore, and I think that all of this was an act, and I fell hook, line, and sinker for it, and I don't see any of the talent, I don't see the composure, and I also don't believe that this team believes he's the leader anymore. This was after and the what he did, the w. I'm just saying, I'm reading what I saw yesterday. I am out on Jameis Winston being a future quarterback, franchise quarterback in the NFL. I know that I'm going harsh, yeah, but I believe that what I've seen thus far this season, it ain't all dirt cutter. No. It's a lot of dumb plays every week by oh, the guy, all... and what I saw mm-hmm. from him collective yesterday, I think I've been, read, I've been falling victim to a really good sermon and now I'm realizing that no one's listening to that shit anymore. Yeah, that was right after he was like picking fights on the sideline and all that was stuff. Was that the Panthers game when he went out and wanted to run out in the field and fight the referee? I think this was the Saints game. All right, so that's the eat the W of the game. So that's not even to the point where a few weeks later was the Panthers game, right. where he actually played well and they had that bad call at the end and he wanted to run out in the field. We were sold Jameis Winston in the beginning. I think the way we were sold him was the reason we've put up with all of this mm-hmm. in terms of he. He's such a gamer. It's his life. He's been drawing plays since he's been five. It's passion. The pregame speeches. I, I th- to me, this feels like somebody with with living a double life. Yeah. And I, I feel like he was so committed, and he's got the eye contact. We've been around him. We know how passionate he Charisma, is. Charisma's off the charts. And I think it's covered it's a lot of this stuff. It's us, yes. Um, I was already out on Jameis Winston, yeah. and now I'm really out. Yeah. What's funny is I texted you. My first thought business-wise was, you could offer Jameis half a contract right now and try and use this as leverage. Yeah. Like sign him to a four-year deal right. for like $50 million, Right. And maybe you could lock him up. But I would even say, I don't know if his play's been that deserving. No, no, you you can't do that. You you can't. You can't afford him to be the face of your franchise in any shape, way, or form right now at this moment. Like, don't even try to get him for the low Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got to see how this all plays out. Think about the hard knocks. Yes. I mean, Dirk Cutter looked frustrated dealing with Sheamus sure. with all of his issues constantly. Well, I, He's Again. a constant brain fart. He has some moments where he looks incredible. He has some great. The last three games of the year, he played as good as anybody in football. Played That's great what's against crazy. the Saints. Right. Yeah. He played, played great against that Panthers game. Yes. He played great against, what was it, the Falcons late in the year? So, I feel like he plays better when he's down 14. I, I hear you there. And, you know, again, Lefko, to your point, though, I think like, you're right. Again, it's like goes back to the like where there's smoke, there's fire. Jimbo Fisher had these same issues with yeah. Dirk uh, that Dirk Cutter had as well. I mean, we saw that on the sidelines all the time Throwing in those Florida State games. Yeah. Tell him to shut his ass up and walk back. You know, yeah, shut your ass on the up bench, or sit yeah. on the bench, or I'm gonna bench you, whatever it was. So I caused that clip to go viral. By there's the way, a, did back you? of the day, there's too I many. Found, I recorded it on my on my TV. It's the first time I've ever had a tweet have like thousands of retweets. And I was like, he just said, sit the fuck down on the bench, and yeah. I like put it online. That was my first ever tweet. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. moment for you. Thanks, World yes. Big Offseason. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I'm done defending Jameis. You're done. I, I'm done. I'm done defending. I'm I'm actually done rooting for him as a whole right wow. now. Yeah, I, I feel like him. This is the off season or the year of or the off season of I feel uh, betrayed by Jameis or I I actually feel like a fool. Like he's fooled me, right? Like kind of you said, his his talk and his charisma has fooled me into something. Too many issues here. And this is my last straw of this. And it sounds like he was guilty, and I know we'll find out all of of that stuff. I'm actually shocked that the NFL cut it down from 6-3 to with his history. I'm shocked by that. If there was one time to justify six games, it was this one Mm. for this guy. Mm. I mean, from the history standpoint and what he's done... yeah, so I feel that bad, and I feel I feel cheated by Joe Flacco too. Like again, like Joe Flacco's another guy. Like I'm I'm never gonna stick up. What for happened him. to Joe Flacco? For the last few years, just the way he's played, the way he's chalked yeah. it up since the uh, Super that's, Bowl. That's different. That's play. Yeah, and I stuff. know. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying those are two guys that I look at. I can't look at the same. I'll say this too. Let's self scout. Yeah, we both took Jameis over Mariota and said it wasn't close. Right. Think about where they are right now. Yeah, Mariota. Caught a pass to himself and overcame a twenty-one to three deficit mm-hmm. in Arrowhead, right. and and wasn't bad against the Patriots. It was right. more the Titans' defense, and that team is on the rise. Yeah. And now Jameis is sitting here facing a three-game suspension. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Um, and and his play has not been as good. Just another example of the Mario. Mat- Mariota was the guy. He was the mature guy. He was the he professional. Was. This is again. It's just another example of damn. So we were wrong. I, yeah. I'm just going to say this. Mariota was the pick. And I guess we didn't factor in enough of the personal. But I would also say, like, if you were to ask me who's been playing better, it's really tidy oh, just on the field. Oh, yeah, it's close. It's very close. No doubt about it. Um, yes. I mean, I feel like Mariota is starting to gain that bravado to take more chances. Right. And Jameis has not learned to how to pull it back. It back. Yeah. I, I think you're right. There are opposite ends of the spectrum there. And again, we knew Mariota was Johnny Professional coming out in the draft. Oh. That's all everybody talked about. And we knew Jameis was dicey. We did. And we kind of liked that. And we did. Bit. We kind of liked it. Exactly right. And of course, he was clutch in big moments. And Florida State, some of those games, they wouldn't have won without him. No. Um, but yes, there is no doubt that Mariota was the pick. That that debate is over. And Jameis Winston, I think his career is, is a little bit in trouble here, too. Who's going to want to sign Jameis Winston as a free agent next year? I'm just saying, it's, that's going to be an issue. There's going to be and a lot I of teams. I would say we just saw guys like Hackenberg get another chance. Jameis has actual talent. Right. And we they overlook domestic violence in the NFL I know. all the time. I know. They do. I think it's being looked on a little bit more now. There were teams are at least just wary of engaged. it. Yeah. Like, he needs to grow up. Big time. Uh, Jericho K7 hit me up on the DMs for Sims and Lefko and said, man, I, I as a Bucks fan, I, I hate going through this. I wish we drafted Josh Allen mm-hmm. and just like kind of moved on right there with yeah, the seventh tough, pick man. and all that. It hurts. He said, but this topic is relevant. I have a question for Sims. Being the fact that he was a Buccaneer quarterback for a while, is Jameis Winston already the best quarterback to play for the Bucks? Not the greatest. Right. That's Brad Johnson, Doug Williams, one of those guys. Yeah, right. But is Jameis better than those three guys already in the short time in the NFL? Mm. No, I'm not not going to say he is. You know, he has more talent than Brad Johnson, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about Brad. You're not. You know, um, Brad was a hell of a quarterback and can manage a team and brought other things to the table um, to to lead a team. Doug Williams, no. That's the guy. Oh, man. Doug is... You said that people don't appreciate Doug Williams. Yeah, they don't realize how talented he was. I only know his place in the history books. I never saw him play. Yeah, yeah, it was special to see in person. The ball, it was a little bit... First African-American quarterback to to, win a Super Bowl. Exactly right. And he was a little bit of a... um, 
one of those guys like I would almost attribute to a little bit like a Jeff George when I saw him in person when he was playing against my dad. Where like a wow arm. Warren Moon, same thing. Like you were in the stands and you just said, man, like, man, you know, hey, big Phil Sims, he can throw it. But damn, that ball from them is really spinning and going down the field in a hurry. So why is he never mentioned? Because I just don't think he had the longevity. He dealt, dealt with issues. He came in as a backup quarterback, won that Super Bowl, had a little success, then started to have a little injury issues and never really had that sustained period of time mm. to where, think about it, he won the Super Bowl in 87. They won the Super Bowl in 91 with Mark Rippon, right? So he only had like a three- or four-year run. Huh. and But his physical ability and his arm, I, I know he's one of the guys my dad will always rave about that will go, oh, he's one of the greatest throwers to ever play the sport. Mm. Yeah. Jameis. Jameis. Sucks, man. It does suck. But you know what? You are who you hang out with, you know? Yeah. And you are what you do. Yeah. And you just con- he's just constantly done bad. And I can't tr- – just treating women like this constantly is just – I don't, I don't even know going, what's going back on. to the school talk last year. Remember that when he was talking to them and he was like telling women that they need to just be quiet and sit in their place. And men are supermen, right? Like to me, so that should, that I I think now with this and we had an inkling, but I think now piecing it all together, that's why I go back to it's hard for me to defend him at all now. All right, let's uh, try and cheer it up a little bit with whoa. Big offseason. Off Apparently, people are just walking down the street to Sims, don't know what to say, and they just say, whoa, big offseason. Yes, they do. I had one walking out of the office on Thursday. It was great. That's awesome. I know. Uh, the ultimate whoa, big offseason continues for Davis Webb. The headline of the article. Oh, my God. Davis Webb refuses to stop working during Giants pre-camp break. Whoa. Time off? Fuck that. Oh. Davis Webb's working. Right, because every quarterback's just going, I'm not touching a football until I go back to training camp. That's right. That's what made all these quarterbacks good. Davis Webb is first going to travel back to his hometown in Texas and spend time with his dad, who's the coach of Prosper High School. He's going to train, throw, and study game tape during this time. He also plans to increase his running to get in excellent shape. He might spend some time with a personal trainer in New Jersey. Here's where it gets great. Who wrote this? Can you tell me that first? I don't know. Is this NJ.com again? It seems to be like they're in bed with this guy. Just before the team broke after minicamp, Webb organized a private meeting at the facility with the Giants coaching staff in search of four or five bullet points of things he needs to work on during the time off. Some of them increase knowledge of the offensive line protection schemes, better understand why certain routes are called by Pat Shermer, improve his efficiency from a footwork standpoint. Whoa. Big, big offseason. Off this is big shit. Riveting. I feel like he's just sharing everything. I mean, it's, it's like left go PR. It's incredible. I mean, it's unreal. It's just Dude, not. We, I have Giants fans in this office that are like, he's the net, he's dragging. See, he's getting, he's getting people to buy in. Uh, so wait, he better be incredible. Go in the back preseason. to that point where he said, "What, what was it?" Right after OTAs, were he over? called the, some of the coaching staff in to give him four or five. He bullet called points them to, in, yeah, on their he day. Did. Hey, come in! I'm the uh, third string quarterback, second string quarterback. Sorry, guys, come no, he, in. He organized uh, a private meeting, okay, okay. so maybe he just said, "Hey, guys, can I get a quick meeting?" Yes. Yeah. Hey, listen, it sounds like he's doing everything well. That's great. Let's keep doing it. Um, yeah, but you're getting a little perturbed by well, this I just, whole thing. I, you know, again, none of this crap matters. This is like... This is, <laughs> That's why it's woven I know. This is like the crap you always hear about backup quarterbacks, too. And, you know, you've heard my dad like rant about this crap, and I'm going to rant about it now, too. It is... Hey, the listen. fact that you don't understand that Wobig offseason is to show how ridiculous this shit I, is... I know. I, I understand <laughs> it. It just still doesn't mean it doesn't drive me crazy. I mean, yes... <laughs> 
I would hope he was going home to do these things. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady aren't just sitting there with like pina coladas in their hand the whole five weeks. Like Ben Roethlisberger, Big is Ben there might be, and it's not a pina colada; it's definitely beer. But like Ryan Fitzpatrick was like, "Shit, Jameis, now I gotta try." <laughs> I was gonna just comb my beard. I was for just a gonna month. take training camp to get in shape and work on my throwing, but now I'm gonna have to go in and actually be good. Yeah, which quarterbacks do you think are having pina coladas during this month? I, I mean, Big Ben is certainly one that I would look at and go, oh, he's not like Ben's going to go out and have a few throwing sessions. Flacco and just be like, all of a sudden's like putting down the pina colada. Flacco's having throwing. Well, we made fun of that. Um, yeah. Let's see if anybody else jumps out to me there. Uh, I, I mean, it's not going to be many other. Flacco's been on the pina coladas. <laughs> Philip Rivers is going to be ready to go. Andy Dalton, Derek Carr. What do you think Eli thinks reading all these articles about Davis? Yeah, Webb? he's probably like, dude, come on. He probably thinks it's funny. Well, it's just, it, yes, it's. It's actually really good for Eli. Because when Davis Webb doesn't end up playing that great in preseason, and everyone's built into their mind that he's the replacement option, it just makes Eli look, look good better. in comparison. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, you're right about that. You know? I think. Uh, I think. So yeah, it's all going to come down to the preseason, anyways. Davis Webb's got to show show his ass in, in preseason football and show that all this stuff is paying off. I've actually thought about this before. When do you think Eli, the Giants, should have moved on from Eli? Mm. What year? After the after the Packers game, the ten and six season where the no, defense that carried was, him, that was hard to move on at that point. So that was what two thousand. Yeah, that was two thousand sixteen season. It was just two so, years ago. So two thousand seventeen is that last year? Yeah, that's last year. So he should have moved on what week? Well, I mean, yes. And my thought, they should. I mean, the Josh Allen conversation Gino. could have been there. Yes, Geno certainly. Gino played one of the best games of the year at the quarterback position for the Giants. I just think we should start referring to Eli as this is the post-retirement Eli. Like, we thought Eli should have retired when they went to Gino, like, week 14 of last year. Yes. Everything since and continuing on from now is post-retirement Eli. Well, it's certainly at the end, Eli. I know that. And, and again, to get back to that, too, like, when do you draw the line to go, okay, we're going to move on? It was hard to go move on after 2016 because they go to the playoffs, even though it was an impressive offensive to play or quarterbacking, so it is hard to move on in that aspect. It's going to be harder when Saquon's legs and ass are pumping out 1,800 yards yeah, yeah, and Odell's back and you're, Evan Ingram looks good. You're exactly right. I don't think they're going to realize the weakness they have in Eli until it's too late. No, they, you're exactly right. No, they're going to, now they're they're in this boat with Eli for two more years, and yes, the, the thing least, that we all have to watch for, again, Eli's the biggest question mark on the team, but the, the other thing is it's not going to be against the crap teams of the world. It's going to be, can Eli Manning, when we get into the playoffs or late in December against some playoff caliber defense, consistently make some of those plays to get them over the edge to win football games? That is what it will all come back to. And we promise that if Eli looks good out there, we're going to shut the fuck up and we'll take the beating. Yes. I, I hope he does. I, I hope Eli comes back looking amazing. I am planning I on taking the beating. I mean, because I think it's going to be good. He's going to have big yards. It'll be like a Jared Goff season. Well, that's what I mean. It's going to be good enough to where people are going to go. Look, it's he's pretty damn good. His stats are good, and then yeah. they go, okay, yeah, but it's you know ninety screens and whatever else. Um, but the Giants are going to be good. I would be shocked if they're not. All right. Whoa, big off season. A player's banner removed. This one actually came from a fan. Jimbo Slice 27. Jimbo, you're the man. What whoa. up, Jimbo? He writes, whoa, big, big off, off season. season. 
Earl Thomas holdout update. Uh. I'm a Seattle native, and outside our stadium on the walls of the Washington Mutual Convention Center are pictures of Seahawks greats. Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Bobby Wagner. Just want to let you guys know that as of yesterday, they replaced Earl Thomas's face with Shaquille Griffin. Could this mean the end of Earl Thomas in Seattle? Face removal. Whoa, big offseason. Wow. Don't know if that's confirmed. I haven't seen it anywhere except Jimbo Slice 27. Uh, have you ever seen, have you ever been on the team where a guy's face has been removed from a wall? Have your, has your I face ever been on the wall? I think mine was removed from the side of the stadium. So. so you were like on the Bucks wall? Yeah, I was on like the S. One, what is it like to see yourself on the wall? It is uh, to have a huge banner on the side of the stadium. Even though my dad was Phil Sims, when I saw that the first time, I said, "Whoa, big off season! I'm pulling the fuck off the highway and taking a picture of this shit." Yeah, I mean, that's when I was like, "I made this it. is dream come true stuff." This is why I worked so hard. This is why I didn't go out on Friday nights at Texas or in high school because I was dreaming of having a banner as a starting quarterback on the side of the stadium. So that was your holy crap! That I made was it one stage. of my one of mine certainly where I was like, "Wow!" I remember my wife was in the car and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Look at that!" And I pulled off. I pulled off to the side of where the Yankees do spring training because that's right across the right. St- and I was like, holy cow. And I think I, I got my phone out and whatever and made a video or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, that was big time for me. There's something to that. I want to see that story continue. I want to see maybe if, they're yeah, replacing let's do some more all reporting. of them. But yes, uh, Jimbo Slice. Seahawks scout, if you're watching. Somebody go drive by the stadium and let us know before Wednesday's podcast recording, and we'll dive into this deeper. But, yeah, little signals like that, like when I complained about John Gruden and the fact that I felt like he was running me out of town and not treating me fairly, the big picture next to his office was moved out of the way. Because apparently he didn't want to look at it anymore. It was you. It was me. A huge picture of me, life size. Right outside right his outside office. Right outside his office. And, and everybody told me he didn't want to look at it, and he told them to move it. And after you made a public comment? After I was like, yeah, I almost died nine months ago. Now they're trying to cut me. Like I kind of started to push back in that narrative. Who they replace you Where, with? I don't Bruce even Krakowski? know. I, <laughs> there's probably something like that. Josh Freeman. What up, Bruce? Uh, but yes, I, that got moved. So those again, those are little things to look at. Sure. And that tells you, that to me, what tells me is they're not sure if he's going to be on the team. That he may be the trade, or if he's going to hold out, they're going to move on with new faces to publicize. Wow. They, yeah. they picked the wrong Griffin. Put Shaquem up there. That's the, the heartwarming story. Oh, I was thinking it was him all along. Yeah, no, I did too until yeah. I thought, no, it's Shaquille, his Damn. brother, the corner. We couldn't find somebody else better than that. That shows you about the depth of the Seahawks Apparently, roster. Right that's now. right. Exactly right. This is a year. Um, we're going to have a big betting show, I think, before the year. Uh, I, I kind of want to do it at like a casino where we actually maybe make our bets. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of people DMing saying, I made a lot of money on the Vikings and Saints last year. When are you doing your division winners? We like to wait until middle of the preseason. I guess that's when we did it, right? Yeah, watch a little let, bit of it. Let me get a. Yeah, like I, I got the People are still the, getting hurt. I don't want to make predictions. Yet exactly, we haven't right. even hit ACL season. Well, and I do like the a reason I was on the Saints last year is because remember in the preseason I was like their defense looks yes. phenomenal. Yes, and of course I started to backtrack after the first two weeks when they went zero two. I was like, oh shit, I remember, guess I was wrong. I, I watched that preseason game between Kansas City and Minnesota and said these are two playoff teams, yeah, right? And they were. Yes, they were. You could just see it. You, it's it's because after the first season of preseason. Immediately, all the backups come in. And with the Vikings, it was, these guys could start for another team. Right, and it's right. important to see that. It is. No one factors in depth. All right, last Woe Big offseason. Is it good to be friendly 
Alex Smith on Jamison Crowder. If any of my friends are listening and you take Jamison Crowder ahead of me in fantasy, I'm pissed. I think this is one of my big sleepers this year. He's so easy to read as a quarterback, Alex Smith said. Body control, body language. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah, He's decisive, and he's so friendly. He's always coming back to the ball, always working for you. Yeah. Those are things as a quarterback come crunch time, you know he's going to work his tail off to get open. You love that as a quarterback. I've never heard of that as being friendly, coming back to the ball. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yes, that's a very common phrase in, in football. Friendly? It is. Yes, he's. I've he's, never heard it called that. Yeah, friendly. He's friendly. He's going to come back and get the ball. He's not going to let that ball sit there in the air and let some defender get it. He's friendly to you as the quarterback. He goes and gets it. He doesn't let anything else happen. Yeah. He's friendly in his ability to read coverages or even his body language is what I think he's referring to there. I feel like there. Albert Wilson was friendly for Alex. No doubt like about it. a guy it. that would break hard Those guys... Back. Again, we're going to have fun. For Charlie Checkdown, these guys are very important. I mean, for a Charlie Checkdown type of guy. Because this is where he wants to go. Oh, and Jameis is, is going to get so many catches. Jameis going to get so yes. many at- catches yes. in this See, offense. I would think so. And, and, of course, it's an offense that's uh, a lot of it's built around what Jameson can do. But that's a special player in the NFL. Jameson Crowder is really good. But, again, here's another guy. It's like the Julian Edelman mold type of receiver. So valuable in the league. Can do so many different things. Yeah. And the value is not not really understood until you get around these guys and you realize how smart they are, how quick they are in person. Yeah. And body language, as like you're saying, a friendly route runner is so important. Who is the friendliest receiver you have? Oh, okay. Friendly ones that I had. Mm. And, and then also, who is a great receiver that is also friendly? Gotcha. Okay, so friendly receivers, I, I'll say this. The, one of the most friendly ones I was ever with would be, I would say two of them jump out to me. Ike Hilliard. Mm. Ike, I could tell Ike's body, Ike had great body language. He was very consistent. He was smart. I felt like he was an extra quarterback. Like even like we were fooled by the coverage together, he'd be like, he would adjust on the fly and be like, oh, and you know, I knew what he was thinking. Right. He'd be a friendly guy, Ike Hilliard. Brandon Marshall was friendly. Really? Brandon Marshall, because of his size, always made you feel friendly. You're like, oh, I feel pretty warm and cozy throwing out there. <laughs> but his route running and his body language again, were phenomenal to where he was so consistent with his body language and certain things he did with certain routes, I was like, I felt ultra confident about like, okay, he's getting ready to break. He hasn't broke yet, but I'm going to throw it out there because I know it. I've seen him turn his head this way when he's about to stick his foot in the ground. Wouldn't DBs notice that stuff too? Yeah, they do, but it's hard and it's also, they can play them off of each other a little bit, right? So he can have one body language for the in cut and one body language for the out cut. I know he's doing the outcut right, right. So he can kind of but he fake, can sell it. The he other can guy. sell it, and I go, oh, he's selling it, and here he is about to bounce back and go where gotcha. I think he's going to go. Right. So you're not going to catch. That's on a to great. BB. That's a great uh, receiver that was friendly. Uh, who are like notoriously unfriendly, but also great wide receivers? Oh yeah. Joey wasn't always the greatest friendly receiver. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Galloway. Galloway, yeah, yeah, because Galloway was so fast. He wasn't like the best route runner ever. And don't get me wrong, he was really awesome. Um, But he could be hard, too. And the fact that a little bit like we saw with Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson this year, he's so fast and he can run so fast sometimes when he's not really running as fastest. And then when he does run as fastest, it catches you off guard. Mm. And you're going, damn, I didn't see that all week. So I threw the ball at 55. I didn't think he was going to run 4-1 on this one. And now I'm 10 yards behind him. Mm. You know what I mean? So little things like that. Not that it was a horrible body language, but... 
for as great as he was, it wasn't the best body language I, I ever gotcha. saw. I'm, I'm just thinking about Washington's receiving core, and I'm thinking about their quarterback. Yeah, right. Paul Richardson is going to take the top off. He's going to go high in fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. I just think Alex is going to throw it out there once or twice a game. That's not Alex's throwing pattern. No. Josh Doxson is going to get one or two leap balls a game. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on the other outside. Jamison Crowder is going to be sitting there on linebackers, nickel corners, and safeties yes. going, which way am I going? Right. You go that way, I'm going that way, Alex Smith. Right. Like I could see him getting 100, yard, 100 catches next season. What? Right? Definitely. He is. I, I would... All that just makes sense to me. Please steal him in the draft. Shut up. Please do it. He is. He's going to have a huge year, not only because of Alex Smith, but he's really good. Uh, and they're, he is they're really good. he's I been think, so underrated. Yeah, for so their long. team is going to be really good. And the other, you know, the, like they're listen, healthy. We, they're like the most injured team in the NFL right, last year. Like, they're most, one of my sleeper teams right now. I agree. They are. They're one of those teams. And then you know, to your Paul Richardson, Josh Dotson t- point too. You know. I'll say this is where I think Jay Gruden's going to be good for Alex Smith because Jay Gruden's got a great way to to be able to like push your buttons and do it in a nice jolly way. Yeah, like to where he'll be like, "Come on, you big wuss, throw it out there deep," or you know what I mean. He'll make it fun in the meeting. Like so when you're around John, you learn what. Well, you learn not to be to the opposite, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Right. But yeah, he'll find some way to make light of the situation, but also be like, no, you should have thrown that go route. And I'm not going to scorn you, but I'm going to make fun of you a little until you start making it more. Yeah, the one guy that would steal it is uh, Torch. Happy birthday, Torch. He just had one. But if there's one guy that's going to steal my Jamison Crowder pick, it's him. All right, let's go do a little little Lefko PR. Uh, The NFL made a mistake that was so egregious that you can't take their side. Laurent Deverney Tardif, offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, accomplished the impressive feat of graduating from medical school after years of taking classes in the offseason. That's amazing. I'll say that. To to spend your life playing the NFL and then in the offseason going to medical school, right. that's crazy. It's crazy. He asked to have MD on his jersey. They are not allowing it to happen. To me, it is such an obvious win that the NFL just blew. I mean, when you think about it, if you can put senior, like Steve Smith did, on his jersey, you should be able to put MD. But that's officially his name. It is harder to be a doctor than it is to be a dad. Uh, I don't know about that. You're not there yet. So Can let's you say. become a doctor in one night? In one night? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who says you can become a dad in one night? Might have to put I can in become some a, work. I can become a dad tonight. Uh, I don't know if you can. I'm not sure about it. It sounds good. Let me send a text. <laughs> Make sure we're linked up. No, I don't want to see his MD on the jersey. I can't Screw believe you're going you. the opposite. What are we going to do? Oh, we're going to start putting bachelor's degree on the back there, too? We're going to start They're putting different. all the connotations on when there? When you meet someone that has earned their doctorate, you call them doctor. Okay, but what else? What are the other other ones out there? That they don't you can, matter. They don't matter? None no, of them? No, I think MD's the only one that you call doctor. That's the only... No, but so like, I mean, so what if a guy passes How law school? How many other school? NFL players have gone through law school? Zero. Okay. This is like the only guy. Okay. You are a league in which we have... De- Deteriorating right. brains, right. and we call these guys unintelligent. Sure. And someone in their off season gets an, a doctor, and they want MD. I just think it's opening a can of worms, and I don't really care. We, 
Put it put it on your license plate. I don't want it in the back of your jersey. How about be a good OG first or be healthy to play first instead of going to school? That's what I think. How about that? Do you genuinely feel this way? I don't want MD on it. I don't care. No, I don't care. I'm just saying I think it's going to open up a can of words. Do I genuinely feel like this? What are they going to do? You think he's going to be like Bachelor of Science? The crazy NFL players, they're going to find something. They'd be like, oh, well, he can put that. Then I want to put this on there. I just think it's so rare. It is very rare. It's a great accomplishment. I just think they're opening up a can of words. Am I going to be mad if they put MD and like really fight you over this? No. All right. Enough go PR. Uh, the NFL should be in crisis mode after this. Uh, <laughs> if they publicly give him the MD, yes. you're buckling. Can't do that. NFL, not great at social. Let me give you a little bit of left go yeah. PR. Hidden camera reveal. Put it in his locker with the MD stitched on and give the rest of the team and surgical then find masks. Him weekly for. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So, but I was saying, make it like a release video. He goes, "Oh my god!" And everyone comes out with surgical masks, and it's like, "Oh, the NFL is so great." That would be cool, though. Good but idea. I would say that's funny. End of the year, they go. By the way, sixty thousand dollars was five thousand dollars a game. Yeah, it's ninety thousand dollars. Sorry, I can't uh, believe you're against it. I don't know if I'm against. Are it. you self conscious that you're not that educated? That you didn't actually graduate college? No, I'm, I'm very conscious of that, that I'm not. And I'm very conscious of the <laughs> I, fact that... I was joking. I forgot that I you don't did. care. No, I'm still uh, a semester short. And I'm oh very conscious God. that I'm not the smartest. Yes. Can we go back to school with Chris I have Sims? to go back to school, too. That's what sucks. Like So, yeah, I am a semester short because <laughs> I only went to school for three and a half years because of the combine and the senior bowl. And I wanted to train and get ready. So I have like four classes I haven't finished, but they all pertain to my major because I I've looked into this. What was your major? My major was history. So I was like read back Real into useful. It. Well, I know. I was in finance. It was too hard. I couldn't do it. It was really messing with so my football career. So you have four career. classes. Do you know what classes they would be, or are they just history classes? They're like all, they all have something to do pertaining to the major, right, where I have to take them. And University of Texas has a rule where it says you have to take classes pertaining to your major at the campus. And you can't take them online or anything. So at one back point, to school, I always thought back, back to school. school. <laughs> Proving the Sims family's not a fool. <laughs> wow. Uh, I have to show my kids that movie this weekend. I've been telling them about it. I, I oh, need, Doyle rules. I need you to go back to school. You need me to? If we can start doing BR stuff in the offseason from Austin, Texas, I'm down. You'd have to be there the whole offseason. I think so. Yeah. Man, I don't want to go back to school. No. Man, and definitely I want Texas in the springtime is hot as crap. No, I was just there. Man, it's I used not to comfortable. Sweat. Yeah, my friend that's there, Alex that would be Mitchell fun, Hart, though. was like uh was like the best thing about Texas man is when you sweat, no one judges each other. You just sweat. I was they, like, I don't know, man, I sweat different. Oh man, it was brutal. I used to go to class because I get done with a workout and then you know you rush to class. Ugh. And one of my problems with getting so many tickets in college is because of that. You would just pull up and park. Right in front of the class. Right in front. And that's where my dad Double would be like, park. My dad would be like, Christopher, I could have got your private limo for all the stuff you've charged to the, you know, all the uh, all the tickets you got. Because I'd get boots on my car. Damn. Oh, I'd get it all. And yes. you just called dad? Yeah. <laughs> called mom, actually. Mom, mom. Dirty Diana. Dirty Diana. All right, so wait, wait, wait. But you wouldn't put the, like, so the other accomplishments don't matter, though. I mean, what other accomplishments? Like bachelor's no. degree. Okay. Who cares about a bachelor's? What are the other ones out there? I don't even know what they Masters. are. Masters. Masters, But right. no one, I mean, who in the NFL has BA. those? 
Who in the NFL has those? I don't know. I just think he might be the only like doctor yes. that's actually playing in the NFL. Right. Maybe he can ask the TV networks to at least refer to him there. They could put his name on there as MD. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> doctor. My doctor. girlfriend has a doctorate. Does she? Should I just start referring to her as a doctor? You should. Yeah. Doctor. She's... And we're making a doctor. baby tonight. She's a crazy doctor for dating you. All right, we're going out of Lefko Field, and we're going out of Sims Field. Mm. Out of Lefko Field first, the Patriots will likely not be having any joint practices this year. Whoa! Bum bum bum. You didn't hear this. I you didn't did see not, this. Did not see this. Typically, Belichick's club has worked out with with teams that they face in preseason games one and two. They get those week-long joint practices. Well, the first two opponents are Washington and Philadelphia. Washington has a unique partnership with the city of Richmond during training camp, which would make that trip to New England difficult. And Doug Peterson came out last week and said, we're not doing joint practices. They said, why? He said, because. He knows why. Yeah. I don't need to share it. Well, yeah. And he might be playing them in the Super Bowl again this year. And he just played them in the Super Bowl. And there's bad blood and all those things. The Patriots have held joint practices since 2012. Right. I think this could be an issue for the Patriots. It can be. You're right. Because of the scheduling. The Washington. and Yeah. I mean, I understand that. The Washington and Philadelphia. I don't blame them. Why would you want to? I'm not even sure New England would want to do that either. No. That, That could lead to fights, injuries. That is personal in people's minds still. But we talk about the Patriots. Yes. They like joint practices. Right. They get to work against a different team, not get beating up their own players. Yep. Also, they get to scout some guys. And there's been articles written that every year after they've joint practice with a team, they've taken a guy from a practice squad or from their roster I mean, in free come agency. On, have I not been saying that since? Garrett Blunt. Like, right. all the, like they eventually Everybody, take a guy. They right. took three Mike Eagles. Daniels from the Saints when he was, when I was there. He was on the Patriots the next year. I mean, right. It's yes. So uh, Eric this, Rowe. It kind of feels like the end of an era. We always say don't practice with the Patriots. Yes. I don't, think it's gonna, I don't think it is going to happen. I look at their preseason schedule, too. The other team you can look at to go, would they be into it as the Carolina Panthers? I could see that being a team that would make sense. You know, both old school coaches going to be physical, right. going to get everything they want. I think their players listen to their coach. You know, you get to the the problem with that is it's the third preseason game, and I think a lot of times they're not wanting over to have the right the schedule the preseason practices. And I feel like because there are so many Belichick disciples around the league, Detroit, Tennessee, they're scooping up a lot of joint practices with people. Yes, and they did Washington a few years ago, right? Right. When they went down there because RG three wanted to go yes. over and pick Tom's brain, and Tom oh, was yeah, like, that was "Wait fun. till you're not playing anymore, and then I'll tell you my tricks." Uh, so yeah, that's I, I still think that. Washington one. You think it's going to happen I bet you, like, if they play, it's August 9th. I bet you maybe August 6th or August 7th they have some sort of practice against each other. Just a little. Jay Gruden likes that? I don't think Jay loves that. No, I would not do it. No, I definitely wouldn't. You're finally taking our advice. Yes. We've asked all these years, don't practice with the Patriots. It's finally happening. What did we find out with Jacksonville? Right? Right. I mean, our our girl, um, who was it for ESPN? Rossini. Uh, Diana Rossini. She broke it out. Yeah, she came the, number the, Super Bowl. One, the number one thing yeah. that the, the Patriots used to beat the Jaguars was all their film from training camp. Exactly right. It's breaks. It's, it's patterns. Breaks. It's signals that maybe haven't changed that they saw all and they were, damn, they're still doing that same signal. And, you know, they didn't change that one, whatever it may be. It just feels like doing joint practices with the Patriots is like I know what you did last summer. Yes. Where it's like. 
oh, let's stay in that cabin where three people have died. Right. No, stop going in the cabin, you right. idiot. Right, I agreed. All right, out of Sims Field. Whoa, what field is this? Is this center or right field? So Ron Parker signed with the Falcons, whoop, whoop. but there has been an issue with safeties oh, yes. not getting jobs in the NFL. Right. Trey Boston came out recently and said he got a very disrespectful offer from the Cardinals. He said that when he met with the Colts, GM Chris Ballard didn't meet with him. Head coach Frank Reich didn't meet with him. Not even the defensive coordinator, coordinator Matt Eberflus, met with him. Wow. So Trey Boston's like, and he said in his article, all us safeties need to stick together right. and not take the minimum. Now remember, Kenny Vaccaro still out there. Eric Reed still right. out there. TJ Ward still out there. Right. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it, everyone's up against them. You think it's because of a different issue. I do. I do think. It's not a different. Uh, so just the list you said right there, right? All those guys have issues. These are not superstar safeties of the world. Like, or did Kenny Vaccaro get anointed as a superstar all no. of a sudden that I'm but I think on? I think the Eric Reed, The Eric Reed one, we know the reason. And Trey Boston and T.J. Ward and those guys. Right. T.J. Ward, it's about over. His body's just falling apart, mm. man. So it's, it's he's got like, the, you know, it's the Bob Sanders thing. When you're that size and you're, and you're that explosive that and you hit, yeah, exactly right, Lefko, your body's just going to fall apart. So his career, I think, is on the, the downturn, if not going to be the last year, if not over already. Tyvon Brown. Branch, Mike Mitchell. Right. Again, Mike Mitchell up there in age a little bit. Play wasn't stellar to where they're like, oh my gosh, we have to have him on the field, right? Yeah. Dante um, Whitner. Okay. So, yeah, that's not, he's going to be but done. But your thing was more about their style. So, this is what I was going to say. So, yes, all these free agents have issues, right? We just kind of mentioned all of them. None of them are just superstar slam dunk type of guys. I think that's the first thing uh, I would look at. Um, none of them are like special Athletes, we're not looking at anybody there, and I'm going, oh, I mean, he's one of the fastest safeties in football. How could he not be out there? So the safety market, yeah, it's not great, but I would argue this. There's only a handful of special safeties. That's a special skill set to be an Earl Thomas or a Eric Berry or a Cam Chancellor or a Keanu O'Neill. I mean, if we go through football – I, we can sit here and go through teams we right now. Did it a few weeks I ago. know we can go through the special safeties in football. Your take though was it, from a coverage perspective, and that's where I'm getting to. I'm getting there, and and I wrote, and teams err on coverage more these days. So the Mike Mitchells and the Trey Boston's a scheme fit. He's great for the Seattle scheme, and that's where he kicked ass in, last year in with the, the Chargers. Safety. Right, physical. But when he was in Carolina, nobody trusted him in coverage because he had to play the D path, things like that. He wasn't as great at that. So. Again, the schemes aren't out there for him to fit in it right now, and I think that goes. And yes, we're seeing third safety on the field. We'll just bring Eric Rowe on. He's big, he can tackle, and we know he can play a tight end man-to-man. So I think you're seeing some of those guys that were big corners are taking their jobs as safeties, right? Whether it be transferring to that in college or the NFL, either way. So I think that's another thing. And I wrote one of the other things I wrote in my little text to you, None of these free agent guys, they all have coverage issues. Every single one of them. Mm. Kenny Vaccaro, they were trying to trade him last year. He got burned regularly. I mean, right, all of them have coverage issues. So this day and age where we're talking about the helmet problem and spearing and all those things, right? That guy, no, we'll just err on the guy that we think can cover Gronk or, you know, cover Kareem Hunt out of the backfield on third down and do that. I thought it was very fitting as I was collecting my news from around the NFL. 
NFL that the Texans announced that Kareem Jackson was moving to safety. There you go. Exactly so right. So they're moving a corner to right. safety because they tried him out there because of injuries at the end of last year. And they went, you know, this actually works. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. He can cover. He, he, he doesn't have to knock people's heads off. Do you think the style of the game, yeah. which one do you think impacted more? The fact that we're getting so many shifty slot receivers mm-hmm. and and it's become such a passing league, or because the penalties and the running game, or is it a collection of all of it? Yeah, I think it's a little collection of all of it, but I think the biggest thing is the the animals we're seeing in the NFL we haven't seen before, whether it's the shifty slot receiver or the big, awesome pass-catching tight end. That's making it shift. So the thumping safety might be dying. It, for, it's going to be looked upon less rarely. It's going to be for certain scenarios. Yeah, mm. it's going to be for certain teams. Derwin, that's why Derwin James was on the board at 19 for the Chargers. It's just because there's 17. not a 17, whatever, but it's not a lot of guys or teams that are valuing that as much because I I think they look at it, the guy that can cover ground and, and cover more is a little bit safer. Than you know, the multiple personnel sets, the no huddle stuff, all of that stuff. Yeah, the, you know, so-called big Ronnie Lots of the world. Okay, yeah. Okay, they were great in the box, but all of a sudden the next play, Gronk is split out, and you go, where do we do with this guy? Mm-hmm. He's big, he's strong, whatever, but he can't run in space. So I think that's really the big issue. And again, I mean... Special safeties in football, I just would like special we're talking about. Special. Right? Okay, I'm going to say Devin McCourty special. I'm going to go through every team right here. Devin McCourty special. Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think have a special safety. Sean Davis is a good player. I'm not going to call him special yet. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars, as good as their safeties are, I'm not calling them special. Tayshawn Gibson and Barry Church are good, right? Kansas City Chiefs, yep, Chiefs, they got a special one. Bayard. Ooh, I would say for the Tennessee Titans, he's on the cusp of maybe being special. Not going to go there yet. Buffalo Bills, I think there's some good ones, but special, no. Baltimore, I don't. I'm not calling Eric Weddle special. People always seem to call him special. I know, but it's it's what year is it for him? Eleven? Yeah. I mean, come on, he's not special anymore. He's a real good player. The Chargers, they have Derwin James, who could be special, but again, no. The Cincinnati Bengals, they don't have anybody. The Raiders don't have anybody. Miami, Rashad Jones, no, he's not special anymore in my book. He's, no, he's really, really good. Really good, right? So I'm but just trying to give you a special, burned. right? Exactly. Denver Broncos, I don't think they have a special safety. New York Jets do. Jamal Adams and. Maybe the other guy. They might have two. Marcus May. Colts. Nobody. Houston. Got team t- Honey Badger. Special. But I would even say that he has to prove a special He has to again. prove it again. You're right. So it's not. Yes, you're right. So I would say that. So there, there's that team. All right? And I'll just run through the NFC really quick. Philadelphia. Malcolm Jenkins is probably, he's just on the special line. Yes. Just on it. Okay? Minnesota Vikings, Harrison Smith special. Rams, no. Landon Collins. Landon Collins, for sure. Panthers, no. Ken O'Neill, yes. Okay, Detroit's got nobody. Seattle, Earl Thomas, okay, I'll put him in the special. Detroit but fans, he's not calling Glover Quinn nobody. He's just saying he's not special. I'm just saying, yes, he's a very good player. I'm Detroit trying to just differentiate the special people. Arizona doesn't have anybody right now. Green Bay doesn't have anybody right well, now, Marcus even though Joyner. watch out for that Josh Jones. LaMarcus Jr. for the Rams is on the cusp. That's what I was saying him for him. Washington, no. Niners, no, maybe a Jaquaski tart. No, he's not special. But he's not there yet. I'm not going to let you call him special. No. Those other guys Yeah, not. right. Tampa, no. Chicago, no. No. So Landon Collins, yes. So that's what I'm saying. So the market, they're, they're, 
the market, I think, is what it's supposed to be, is what I'm saying. It is interesting. Yeah. It's just it, the Eric Sorry, Reed, that was so long. No, the Eric you just love ranking the safeties. Uh, Eric Reed makes it all seem like there's another motive. Yes. And what you're saying is, no, you guys just don't do what the NFL needs right now. Right. Yes. And they just don't realize that. Yeah, right. Uh, I have a guarantee that Patrick Mahomes is going to have an amazing year. Guarantee. Because somebody said he wasn't? Because Danny Cannell doesn't have faith. <laughs> this guy. Danny Cannell was the one that at halftime was like, you're going to bench the quarterback you've had all year for Toa, for Tua, whatever? Oh, right. And then everyone's like, oh, that was a yeah, dumb take. Pretty, pretty... Danny Cannell said about Patrick Mahomes, he inherited the keys not just to any old car. This is a Ferrari. My big concern is, as a rookie— Okay. Yep. You make a lot of mistakes. You try to do too much. You turn the ball over, and people wonder, "Hey, did we get rid of Alex Smith, who was the picture of consistency in the NFL? Was this a mistake?" I wonder if he can live up to those expectations. Mm-hmm. I will take any bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If you out there, and I've seen other comments like this, the popular notion is he hasn't done anything. What if this goes bad? Sure. If you are selling stock in Patrick Mahomes, I am buying. Bye, 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 bye. Patrick Mahomes, I have so much faith in this kid. I do too. I have so much faith in Andy Reid. I have so much faith in the weapons around him. I, I liked what I saw at the end of last year. There's a story where he's not connecting great with Sammy Watkins. Okay, fine. I, I will bet anybody any amount of money that Patrick Mahomes will play well next well, year. Well, okay. So we any. just but to see this is where I always laugh at people. I, yeah, I mean I'm with you. I'm on your you know me. I'm um, sell me stock. But this is where I feel like people don't hear what comes out of their mouth. It's a Ferrari. So in essence it's going to be easier. But it's a Ferrari, but it's a model of consistency that no that hasn't done shit in the playoffs. But well, let's just keep doing it. I mean, damn, it's consistent. Yeah, well, consistent ain't going to get it done in the playoffs. It he's doesn't. ten and six yeah, every year, right? And you know, he's zero and one in the 2017 playoffs, and zero and one in the 2016 playoffs, and oh, he was one and one in the 2015 playoffs. Now, Alex Smith did play pretty well. In the I, first half of the pre of the playoff game against the Titans, he was actually fantastic. Right, but that's so, so that's what we're going to hold accountable to. No, but I get it. The I get second it. half, it right. kind of fell apart a little bit. Right. So I just, I just, so again, no, I agree with you. We have no, always said that for the Chiefs to reach the next level, they need to move on from Alex Smith. Yes, it's not. I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but this is a team like he said. It's a Ferrari, okay, but it's been driven. Like it was a four wheel Jeep Wrangler. And Mahomes is actually going to be able to get to cylinder eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12 to make that car go 220 for the first time ever. Now, is he going to throw some interceptions and things like that? Certainly, he's going to make some mistakes. But the purpose of why they drafted Patrick Mahomes was because in big games against really quality defenses, you need a quarterback that can make some plays that the offensive system's not going to make to get you over the hump. And that's what he's going to do. I mean, again, 2013. Let me just make sure here. It's 38-10, to 10, Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card game. Against the Colts. Against the Colts. They lost 45-44. to 44. They went so they went they were on a thirty five they were at scored thirty five to six. Mm. 
So again, consistency is great, but at some point during the clutch moments of the game, your quarterback's got to be big time, like we've seen Brady or some of these guys do so many times. I think you That's nailed all I'm it. Saying. No, I think you nailed it with yeah. this. Why are you going to continuously make the same mistake right. every year? Right. It's time to address it. Of course Patrick Mahomes is going to throw more interceptions than Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. Alex Smith has checked down Charlie. He prides himself on not turning it over. But guess what? We're past that. You need a guy that's going to push the envelope. And if he doesn't, then we're right back where they were. Exactly. Oh, the Ferrari uses gas faster. Yeah. It could also go a lot faster. Exactly. So yes, there's going to be a downside. Yes, he might throw a pick. He's his rookie year. We always judge these guys way too quickly. I know. But his potential is is so much higher than Alex Smith, and we've already seen as far as Alex Smith can take us. Yeah. We've seen it. Yes, you're right. We've already seen it. Yep. That butthole gets tight in the playoffs, and he can't do it. No, no. I think that's... That's why I think the Washington will be a good regular season team. Yeah. I have a lot of faith in my divisional rankings, right. but when it's time to get to the playoffs, yeah. they're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Unless Sorry, we, unless I love Jay... that guy. I love Alex. Yeah. It's not all on him. Yeah, no. unless Jay draws unless up some Jay can wild get, stuff. Get some stuff going out of him. Right, that's right. But I trust Nagy and Reed. I mean, they had it. I agree. Uh, all right, so we're going to end with one final question. It, there's no wrong answer, but we're gonna, I'm going to try and find... MD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're wearing a blue shirt today. Yeah, well, you saw there. You saw what he was trying to put me in yeah, sausage gonna, casing. We all, yeah, my sausage. I'm getting a little weight. Good, that's okay. Feels good. Yeah, I soft like chubby left. Whoa, big up. Yeah, we saw a picture the other day. You're like, I miss fat left. Yeah, go. that was great. I don't love handles. Left go. You're in the red zone, and there's point zero one seconds left on the clock. Point zero one. There's that doesn't exist in football. Shut but. the fuck up, MD. <laughs> Who are you throwing to? This is not based on their quarterback or the offensive scheme. It's quarterback Chris Sims. Yeah, okay. Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. So it's your last throw in the red zone. Who are you going with? Mm. My answer surprised me. Your answer was probably DeAndre Hopkins. And I understand that because in this conversation, in this scenario, he comes into play. Yes. Right? Yeah, because he's a great back shoulder traffic toe tipper, like you always say. Incredible sideline wide exactly. receiver. Exactly. So and he's bigger than all of them. He is. I don't know if he's bigger than Julio. I'll check right yeah, now. I don't think he is. But keep who wants to be a millionaire in this answer. Yeah, but this is a, <laughs> is that what I was doing? Yeah, no. Keep talking. Well, to me I now. think it's a uh, mm, that's a really good one. All right, so it was A B Julio DeAndre. And who else was the other one? Am I Odell. Odell, sorry. Okay. Um, mm, man, gosh. That is, you can't lose with any of them. DeAndre is very much in this conversation, as, as much as I don't think DeAndre's really in the conversation I with these guys. I am shocked. What? I am shocked. How tall is Julio Jones? Just give it to me. Height. I think Julio's six two and a half. Six three. Okay. How tall is DeAndre Hopkins? I think he's I thought he was six one and a half. He's six one. Yeah. I am shocked. Yeah. Because his arms like he can scratch his knees without standing up. He's got incredibly big hands and long Odell arms. Dell is five eleven. Right. That shocked people in the office. People uh-huh. in the office thought he was six two. Right. Antonio's five ten. Yeah. And he might even be five nine. But but six one. I thought Hopkins was six four. I am shocked. I know. All right. Well now I'm not sure. I know. I know. I told you. All right, Why so you listen to me. You think I was going to be wrong with that? I don't know. It's been yeah, a while. No, but um, all right. Keep talking through though. So, what are you looking for with .01 seconds? Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, I want a, somebody that can make miraculous jump 
jump ball, 50-50 type catches. And Antonio can do that, Otto, too. They, all these Catch guys. Catch the ball I mean, against the helmet. Like you just said to start this. There's no, wrong, there's no answer. wrong answer. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. Because really? I still think he's the best combination of everything we're talking about. You know, okay, he might not be the best toe tapper, but he's right up there. Okay. 50-50 balls? I don't know. I mean, he might be the best. I mean, when I watch Eli Manning highlights, I think Hopkins is, it's is really good, really close. It's really good. So this is where I think I take Odell. Are they both better than Julio in fifty fifty? Because I, I mean, think they are. Julio jumped over Eric Rowe. Yeah, no, but like, I think as a true fifty fifty jump ball catchers, I think they are better than Julio. What about yes. Antonio? We we just wrote off Antonio. I know, right no, no, away. I think Antonio actually might be a better fifty fifty ball catcher too than than Julio. As okay. odd as that is, but I, I, Antonio has a knack for it. I think the other thing too that I I you know yeah, what are you looking for in the red zone? Well, the red zone, right? I also want precise route running, which is going to be Antonio more Brown. Antonio or Odell. They're a little more precise than the other two. Yeah, Hopkins is more like we're on the block, we're lobbing it up. That exactly right, or just making maybe one cut. So let me you ask can, you, you, let can me get Odell, you can get Odell, a post corner post. Yeah, or so, corner so post Odell, co- so yeah. Odell, you're running a post corner, which is in and then out, right? Or you're going out or you and then go in. post corner post, right? You can do double, like you can do stuff like that with a, a Julio and a, I mean a Antonio and Odell. Yeah. So what do you, is that the same route you're running with Antonio? Yeah, something like that. I could do that, but you could also go jump balls. The other thing I look at them and go like we're Deion. Andre Hopkins doesn't have, okay, it's one-on-one. The team's going to blitz me all out. And all these receivers are in the slot. And the, the slot receiver's going to run a corner route to the back part of the end zone. Odell and Antonio and Julio, I feel like I can throw it to the back pylon and, and they're, they're going to run there. and go get it. DeAndre, I'd go, ooh, I might need to see his break because he can't run to the level the other three can. Again, that's where I think DeAndre's behind these guys. Go find clips of DeAndre having yak. That is my biggest yeah, but thing. That's the thing we don't I know, need. This is yak. Not here. I know. I'm just saying that, but I'm just saying that's where he hurts his overall player. So your big thing is if it's an all-out blitz, you're worried with Hopkins' ability to get off the line clean and sprint to that to part. go track a ball. So run for it down. you, it's down to A, B, and Julio. Yeah, I mean, Odell. I mean, A, B, and Odell. I think and I would go with Odell still. I know I'm a homer with Odell. It's hard for me not to because Odell. I also look at Odell and Antonio and go. The quick screen is very much available for them, too. I'm on the eight-yard line. You could throw them a quick bubble screen. They can make two people miss would, it around I the end zone. I would roast you the next day but. if you're in a quick bubble screen with .01 on the clock. We're getting it in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, Nothing right. short. It should be. Uh, yeah, my, my mind first went to Hopkins. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I will say that Antonio Brown, at the end of last year... His catches uh, on Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, in the back of the end zone. Yeah, they were amazing. And then also the 50-50 balls against Jacksonville. Yes. Antonio, better than any of them, doesn't reveal to the secondary, to the defensive back, that the ball's coming. Yes. Hawkins and Odell are like, you ready to jump? Yeah, they go up and get it. Julio's like, I'm going to jump over you. Right. Antonio is like not even looking. Right. And then he turns and catches it it in his his pocket. Right. Which is incredible. It is incredible. I also would say, again, you know my point there. Ben Roethlisberger is one of the greatest downfield throwers ever. Right. So now you're throwing the ball. Probably not going to be as great. <laughs> what a dick. But and on that zone. note, see you later. Uh, I'm going to end with this. I wasn't going to bring this up, but uh, an amazing early 2000s battle between fo- two former Florida Gators, Lido Shepard and Jabbar Gaffney. Did you saw this? Well, I heard. I mean, you know, Jabbar, Jabbar Gaffney told some apparently. Poured something in a Lido Shepard's gas tank, and then his girlfriend popped his tires. And I just thought, uh, you know, you've told the Jabbar Gaffney soup story. Hey, Jabbar, don't take 
I don't even know the history of this story. I know nothing about they it. They went to high school together. Right. They went to college together. Right. We're it's friends in the NFL. It's a longstanding feud from 2012, but it just reminded me that you've watched Jabbar Gaffney pour soup on somebody's head. Exactly. Well, pour, burning hot soup. Jabbar Gaffney will take crap from no one. Like He is truly like, when I think of the movie Fight Club... And they're in the bathroom scene, and he's like, who would you fight in history? And remember, Brad Pitt goes, I'd fight Abraham Lincoln. Skinny guys fight to the death. That's Jabbar Gaffney. He's like one of those, he's like one of those, I mean this in a good way, one of those idiots that's like, what? You're 6'6", 350? Fuck you. I'll fight you. I don't care. Like, he's got that kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, What was the soup story again? Wesley Woodyard. He kept getting out of the... So Wesley, when you would get out of the shower, as you just started to dry off, he'd run out there and throw soap on you, right? Like liquid soap. So you had to go back in to rinse what it an off. Asshole. I know, but it was fun. Those are things that go on in the locker room. I mean, come on, it's locker room stuff, bro. Right. But he did it to Jabbar, I think, one too many times. And Jabbar, he did it to Jabbar, and Jabbar one, the one time goes, "Hey man, you do that again, we're fighting." That's what he said. Well, like a few days later, Wesley, you know, he decided to toad the line. He did it again, and this time Jabbar didn't go back in the shower. He just got dressed. He put on his sweats and with the soap on. With the soap on his back and like dripping down. He put his sweats on. He put some flip flops and he walked out of the locker room. And I knew he was pissed. I was watching him. I was like, oh man, Jab's pissed. Like and a few minutes went by Dude. and Wesley Woodyard's locker was not far from Jab and he was sitting there at his locker and Jab came in with two bowls of soup and dumped it on his head. And then Wes got up and was like kind of flustered and was like ah and he saw Jabbar and Jabbar was like yeah motherfucker told you we were gonna fight and he was there with his fist up and Wesley charged at him and they threw blows did and did he have burns like very minor but yes he did have burns yes but the fact that someone doesn't have the decision making to not pour hot soup on someone's head what could have happened I know. But I also Who would was your say, coach? I would Josh, al- Josh McDaniels. I would also. How did he handle it? I don't think anybody said anything. I don't think he ever knew. Yo, you talk about locker. You, it's prison rules. That's he, what I mean. He's he's Wesley Woodyard's wrong. He's the wrong one. You were warned that there was going to be an issue if you did it again. As a man in the locker room, when the man says that to you. You just got to know. It's like goes back to me with my Adam Hayward story that I've told you about in Tampa. Adam Hayward, look him up. Adam Hayward, I've told you this story before. I used to mess around. He's a rookie, right? He was a middle linebacker, special teamer. And I would play with the rookies every now and then. Him, he was a good dude. I started poking him on the head. He didn't like it. He got in my face. He goes, you do it again, I'm going to kick your ass. I said, okay, I'll never do it again because I know he would have kicked my ass. (laughs) I wasn't going to mess with him. You saw saw the fire. Yes, so I said, okay. There's the line. That's the locker room rule. I went up to it. I know not to push him there again. If I get my ass whooped again because I did it, I deserve to get my ass whooped. How this sounds like a frequent thing, not of you, but of locker rooms. Of everyone pushes the line a little bit, yeah. And then everybody the guy, jokes. We have fun. We yeah. do things like that. And then it's a bunch of dumb male meatheads. And then someone always pushes it too far. So you've seen a few of these people snap. Definitely. Man. Yes. Yes. Typically rookies. I was. I snapped once on Who'd Dave, you snap Dave on? Ball, a defensive lineman in, in Tennessee. He came in throwing snowballs at people in the bathroom, which was cool. But he busted someone, and then he threw another one. It was like an ice ball, and he That's... almost busted me in the head. And I went off on him, and he was like. 
chill, bro. He, no, he wasn't chill. He was like, fuck you, Sims. You want to fight? And I was like, fuck no, I don't want to fight you. You're 290. You're going to kick my ass. And everybody laughed. They're like, yeah, Sims, that reverse psychology on him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my place. But so the coaches typically, they stay out of all this. Yeah, they have no jurisdiction there. Meanwhile, Gruden's like, eh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he probably would love it. But yeah, coaches have no jurisdiction in the locker room. Like, what do you mean by that? Like when they come through the locker room, they got to be ready to take, you know, this shut up and walk through. You know, that's it. What do you mean? I just mean, I imagine that when the coach walked through, everyone's like, oh, guys, be in your best behavior. The head coach might get a little of like, oh, just like keep quiet or whatever. But Are the they rest not of the typically coaches, in the locker room? No. It's kind of like a, one of those things. Very rare. See, this is and really funny to starts, me. This is, a, this is an inside football thing that I didn't yes. realize. Okay. I assume that the coach puts on his socks right there. No, they got their own little special locker room, the coaches. So the stuff. locker room is like your free playground. Anything goes who and whoever's the leader of the team rules the roost. Right. D line runs the radio. Right. It's your, it's a it, it polices itself. So NFL Jeff Fisher room. walks into the locker room. Yeah, I mean he. You know what? He probably he wouldn't walk by unless he, he walked through unless he really had to. He would know. He was an ex player. He'd be like, oh, I'm not. I don't need to mess with that. Gruden, yeah, okay, maybe he had a media obligation. He had to walk through the locker room. He walked through it. But the guys didn't spend their time to. The other thing that happened, and like, you know, I don't know, people uh, who do our quality control might not like this, but if you walk through the locker room too many times and you're not one of the As guys in the locker room, yeah, uh, you're going to get made fun of. So when people that were like any, like walking through, like to get from point A to point B or just checking on people. Yeah, no, no. They're just like Gruden or a coach just walking through because they had to walk through to get to point A to point B. They're not really walking there for any specific reason to talk to a player or anything. Yes. So that's like a thing that when Definitely. a coach walks through, that's their domain. So because what's weird is coaches I, aren't going to tell you to turn the music down or anything like that. When you know? I watch the post game celebrations, yeah, and they're breaking down the locker room, right? I just assume that the coach is always in the locker no, room. No, yeah, he's there. So he that's breaks like one of the down. few times that the coach is in there, right? And he walks out before the game, gives you a little spe- t- uh, pep. Pep talk after the game. Good job, blah blah blah. We got to work on this. I'll see you this time tomorrow. And he walks out of the locker room and goes into his room and does what he has to do. Mm. Yeah, I know it's kind of weird. You're right. I never thought about it until you started having me talk about it. So Belichick wouldn't go in there. Nope. Just again, maybe a casual walkthrough because it had to go to the coaches' meeting rooms, maybe from the press room or whatever. But no, he wasn't going to hang out in there. And you weren't going to have any long football discussions in there either. Like, your coaches weren't going to stop by and, like, oh, let's talk about technique. They're going to be like, hey, when you get dressed and showered up and everything, you know, get some food and bring it in my room and we'll talk. Right so there. it's a little solace. It's, it's a little, little yeah. like, paradise for players. A little bit, yes. That's their haven. It's to get back, get healthy, get away from the coaches. Yeah. Cool tub, hot tub, whatever, all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Learn something new every day. There you go. All right, Sims and Lefko, uh, everybody out there, you guys are amazing. Keep hitting us up at Sims and Lefko. Uh, Sims's date is officially on July 28th. July 28th. That is when Sims is guessing Odell will get uh, the new contract. I will enter that. If you haven't entered it yet, get in there. We will give away swag. So, guys, thank you so much. As always, we are going to be recording again on Wednesday for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick would say, good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E man says, holla, 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 holla. Guys, whoa. Big off season. Enjoy it. We'll holler at you soon. Be well.